There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Ntefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Are we blessed? So we are talking about the lay ministry and church growth. How many of you are understanding that through the lay ministry, your church can grow? Is that also? Yeah. Having more people to help us to do the work of the ministry. Now, at the last session, we spoke about the signs to look for. To select the people that we can train. And so now, we want to look at steps to training shepherds. And by shepherds, I'm talking about the lay workers who are going to help you. Number one, understand that your main work, understand that that is your main work. Training the shepherds is your main work. And therefore, be dedicated to it. Understand that Training of the shepherds, training of your helpers, your volunteers, your lay people to help you. It's your main work as the pastor and therefore be dedicated to it. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. Give me the NIV. It was he who gave us some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. How many pastors are here? How many evangelists are here? Prophets, apostles, we are all here. We are all here. Teachers. So it was he who gave, go back, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Verse 12. To prepare God's people. You can see there the link directly. To prepare 
God's people. For the works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Now, in building up the body of Christ. But listen. For the body of Christ to be built. God requires two types of people. The first are the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets, the teachers, the apostles. And the second are God's people, the sheep, the ordinary people. Now, these two groups of people are the people that God is using to build his church. But for that to happen, you see that he has assigned roles to each of them. God's people are there for the works of service. To do the work. And the apostles, pastors, teachers, Prophets, evangelists are there to turn God's people into the workers that He wants. How many of you understand? So the building of the church is there. But if God's people have not been turned into workers, skilled, Mind you, we said that the lay people are unskilled. So we have to give them skills. We have to give them tools. We have to teach them to read the Bible properly, understand the Bible properly, pray properly. I mean, we cannot send them if, if, if we don't teach them the word of God properly, they'll be like this woman who was teaching at a cell meeting and, and trying to teach about the Trinity. So God has three heads. Turn God into a monster. So we need to teach them how to study the scriptures, how to read the scriptures, how to pray, how to do soul winning, how to lay hands. You have to teach them how to lay hands. Otherwise, before you realize, people are laying hands in all kinds of places. Now, what did I say? We said we should lay hands. So, we have to teach them that you have to lay hands. But in the laying of hands, there are places that you lay hands and then there are places that hands must not be laid. And if it is really needed, you can even ask somebody to rather lay their hands for you to pray. So those of us who have people who are under us laying hands in our property, it's our fault. We have not done our work well. We have not done our work well. Hallelujah. So, we need to prepare God's people. So, that is your main work. Or that is one of your main jobs as the senior pastor. So, understand it that way and be dedicated to it. 
Which brings me to the second point. Do not delegate this function to your associate. Do it yourself. Are you okay? Hello? Do it yourself. Look, we have 70 members in the church. Okay? We have 70 members. Please, the training of the people, do it yourself. Don't give it to one of your senior members. Because, you see, the training of your shepherds is the practical way to implement a very potent church growth key, which is the principle of the maximized senior pastor. You are maximizing yourself. You are, you are, you are, you are multiplying senior pastor. You are multiplying yourself in your people. And you are the best person to do that. You can express what is in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit, your vision, and everything to them eh, better than any other person. Of course, when a church is large, it may not be possible for you to do that on a regular basis. But mind you, this, this conference, remember the name. The name is Church Growth, not Church Grown Conference. We are not grown yet. We are growing. So in the process of growing, we have to do a lot of the things ourselves. Yeah. That is why you must stay in the church. That is why you cannot turn yourself into an itinerant minister. The time has not come. I was telling you, for 50 years or so, Bishop Dag was here. He was not going anywhere. Teaching us, training us, equipping us. I can show you so many videos of him Sunday evenings. Standing here. Right, the puppet is here. And he pacing up and down and teaching us about the work of the ministry. For years, he did it himself. That's the point I'm trying to make. So number one, understand that it is one of your main jobs. And number two, do it yourself. Do the training yourself. Amen? Acts chapter 20. From verse 17. And from Belitus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came unto Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord of all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. Verse 20. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I've showed you and have 
taught you publicly and from house to house. Paul was talking to the elders. Now they were elders of the churches. But he was reminding them that I taught you publicly and from house to house. I taught you. So you teach your people yourself. Train them. Bring them up yourself. Stay in the church and be committed to that. Stop running around. Be there and become a master, a wise master builder of the church that the Lord has given to you. Hallelujah. I still do most of the training in our church myself. Yeah. Sundays you see me here teaching. Camp meetings, retreats, all kinds of things. Hallelujah. We are talking about steps to training shepherds. Number three. Select potential shepherds. Select potential shepherds. We have gone through that. Once you have understood the importance of training to you as a pastor, and you have decided to do it yourself, now select the people. And at the last session, we went through 15 signs of potential shepherds. People who are available. People who are trying to catch the spirit that is upon you, people who pay their tithes, people who are interested in evangelism. Is that also? Eh? Yeah, people who are available. People who have a, who, who love to fast. People who love to study the word of God. People who um, a personal relationship with God. All these type of people. People who are loyal are all potential people that you can select. Number four. Establish a shepherd's training school in your church. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5 and verse 34. On verse 33. When they, when they heard that, they were cut to their heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee called Gamaliel, a doctor of the law. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had a reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. 
So this guy was there, a wild guy. What was he doing? Acts chapter 22 and verse 3. Acts chapter 22, let's pick it from verse 1. Men, brethren, and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make unto you. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silence, and he said, I am very a man, which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous towards God as all as ye all are this day. Paul said, I was taught at the feet of this law professor, Gamale. Gamale had a school where he was training people, and one of the products was Apostle Paul. Amen. The prophets were in, 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 in uh, they, they had the, the prophets had sons of the prophets. So you, you can't just say um, I'm training people. How, how are you training them? You have to gather them. You have to establish a school. Give it a name. Shepherds training school. It means here we train shepherds. Pastors training school. It means here we train pastors. New believers school. It means a place where new converts are given the basic things in Christianity. So have a shepherds training school in your church. I have a shepherd's training school. I trained them for months. I was saying this morning, this is a book, one of the books that we use. And when they finish, they write an essay. And they are appointed properly as shepherds with certificates. Shepherd's training school. So have a shepherd's training school in your church. Number five. Fix particular days for the shepherd's training school. So fix a particular day or particular days for the shepherd, shepherd's training school. How many of you understand what we are talking about? How do you train your people? How do you train your people? Number one, understand that that's your main work. Number two, you, the senior pastor, must do the training. Number three, select the people yourself. Number four, establish a shepherd's training school in your church. That's how can you have people? Yeah, they don't just fall from the sky. No. But I see some of you, you are not doing what I'm telling you. So, you, yes, 
People come from outside. This one, instrumentalist, plays the keyboard. This one has come here. This one. That's why you are forced to pay them. But when you sit people down and you teach them, you see, your voice will guide them. Yeah. Your authority. They will see, they, 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 they will see you as somebody who is your shepherd. They will do what you, you want them to do. Amen. Now, examples of good days. Sunday after church. Sunday after church. Now, it's amazing to see that many churches close their services and leave very, very early. 12.30 in the afternoon, you are sitting at home with your TV channel on. Changing. And now you are not happy because... Uh, there's nothing even there's not even good to watch. Sundays must be used to fulfill another powerful church growth key. Eh? The key of maximize Sunday usage. And not just that means that means Sundays are for you to work together with your leaders. From morning not evening, night. 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 To do what? To do what? To do what? To do every look, listen to me. Seventy percent, seventy percent of all the work you have to do as a pastor in a week can be done on a Sunday. Why? Because number one, most of the people are in church. And even those who didn't come, you are more likely to find them. On Sundays at home. So both for both those who are there and those who are not there, you can work. So, what are the types of jobs that you have to do on Sunday? You're preaching at your services. Preaching at your services. Then after that. A pastor is not a president or a prime minister who sits in his survey driven car to go away. A pastor is a shepherd and the sign of a shepherd, the sign of a good shepherd is that he smells of the sheep. And you can only smell of the sheep by mingling, interacting, and being amongst them. 
Stop this big shot. You are finished and then you are, you are, you are just going. Going where? Going where? Going where? Yeah. He said, oh, even this I've been doing, right, that I've not been, I have to do like, I have to amplify like what I saw Agusha doing when I came for the conference. His people, and what I like was when was, you know, sprinkling and then people were just holding him. Uh, how many people do I have? Look, let me get these two mature people. Have to, you have to come to me. How heavy are you? Stay, 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 stay. In a typical lighthouse church. Look, lighthouse church, two o'clock, you are not there. If you see a church of a signboard, Lighthouse Chapel International, on Sunday, you go there, and one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, there's nobody there. That's not a lighthouse church. No. No, no. An enemy has planted a signboard. You sit down, and then now you interact with your people. Those who want to see you, give them the opportunity. Will come with their problems, different things, marital issues, trouble, disappointment. Somebody's heart is broken. The brother had just told her that the marriage is not coming. Up. I mean, your just your your understand that it is well. It's all that she wants to hear. Give her the opportunity. When I was practicing in the hospital, a lady wanted to come and work for me. She was a, a nurse, a Christian. And I said, I don't know you, so bring a recommendation from your pastor. She said, my pastor? I can't. I said, why? He said, no, 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 I can't see my pastor. I've never seen my pastor before. You cannot easily see our pastor. I, I, want, I have a question for you. Who are you? Stand up. Are you a pastor? Yes, sir. Are you a president? Are you a president? I'm not a president. Prime minister? No. Who are you? I'm a pastor. So let them see you. Let them see you. Let them see you. Yeah. Some of the people, they can even see you. Now, so I, I, Sundays, either I do my things here or I go to the office. If I'm doing it on the stage, I just pull a chair, sit here, and people come. For a long time, I can sit up here after the service for two hours. Two hours. Even more. Yeah. Then now, different training programs are now going to start. 
Then other people, church planters that I'm training, my pastors from other churches who are coming for different things. People who didn't come to church, organizing visitations. Oh, that's the work. That is the work of the pastor. Preaching is not all the work, it's part of the work. So after preaching, you continue. And one of the things that you do on Sundays is training your shepherds at your shepherd's training school. So I don't want to see you at Accra Sports Stadium on Sunday again. Last week was the last time you went to watch Olympics versus us. You have 17 members. The church is not growing. And look at you standing in the stands. Hey, phobia! Hey, phobia! I mean, just throwing your hands. Then, then, then you have slapped somebody. Then the person has come here too. He doesn't know that you are a pastor. Before you realize, they have held your neck. He's slapping you, booting you. And meanwhile, your church member has had a miscarriage. He's trying to find out why he's pastor. You are so... Yes. Yes. You are supporting hearts instead of her. And no, 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 and no. I don't think so far. How many of you don't think so far? Look, I said last week was the last time I saw that across possibility. How many of you are not going there again? We had a, an African Cup tournament in Ghana. Was it 2008? Yeah. Yeah. My, I had a church member who was a top football administrator. There was a day that Ghana was playing some team. Where, was it Nigeria? Some a very powerful match. He told me. It was a Sunday. He said, look, Reverend, I'm going to give you a seat at the VIP. <laughs> and, and, and it was true. You could easily do that. I said, Sunday. Sunday. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll be seeing Bishop Interfo watching Ghana versus uh, I said, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sunday afternoon, we are training shepherds. We are training our leaders. We are building up our leaders. We are bringing them up. We are building them up. We are preparing God's people for works of service. The name of God will be built. Clap your hands for Jesus and give the Lord a shout. Another good time is um, 
what we call nice schools. So, like after your weekday service, so your week, weekday service ends at 8.30 or 9. Then from there, you can have a nice school to about 11. 11. Teaching your people. Teaching them. It's called a night school. Look. You say, oh, hey, it's too late. If you leave them, they'll go to a nightclub. Either you occupy them or something else will occupy them. Yeah. Nice schools. Nice schools. Hallelujah. Is it a blessing? Hallelujah. So, any other time that is convenient to you. But by all means, fix days. Days and times. Clear cut. All your people know that at this time, we are meeting. Can I have an amen? amen? What is the first step in training shepherds? What is the first step? I can't hear you. Understand the heart? It's your main work or one of your main jobs. Number two, do it yourself. Yeah. DIY. Do it yourself. Number three is what? Select potential shepherds or potential leaders or potential workers, whatever you want to call them. How do you, what must you look for in selecting these people? I'll give you at least 15 of them. Is it clear now? Number four, what must we do? Establish shepherds training school. In your church, add it to it. Yeah. In your church. Shepherd's training school. Amen. Number five. Fix particular days and times. Example, Sundays after church. Is that also? Nine schools. Alright. Number six. Methods for training. Methods for training. Hallelujah. Methods. Methods. So now, you have selected the people. You have fixed a day. The time has come. They have sat down there. How do you train them? There are several ways. Number one, teach from a book. Teach from a book. 
Now, because I'm teaching you, I want to recommend to you books that I believe would help you. Amen? Is that a good idea? It doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that these are the only books in the world that you can use. But I'm giving you concrete examples. Is that also? Okay, now this book is very powerful. What it means to become a shepherd. Even the name. What it means to become a shepherd. In other words, by the time you go through this book, you understand how to become a shepherd, why you must become a shepherd. All right? What is a shepherd? So you teach your people, what is a shepherd? Teach them. What is a shepherd? Shepherds are people who look after sheep. Looking after the sheep of God. Jesus is a chief shepherd. He's a good shepherd. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to train you to become shepherds. Have you seen the other church members? We need to care for them. We need to pray for them. We need to visit them. We need to teach them. You are the people that God is going to use. I'm teaching you. Why you can become a shepherd? Because look, the guy... As he's sitting down there, he can't even quote one scripture. So he doesn't think that. I mean, shepherd. He just joined the church to be happy. But you are teaching him why you can become a shepherd. Number three, third chapter how to become a shepherd. How I discovered the ministry of a shepherd, sharing the burden. Explaining to them that the ministry is a burden. Caring for people is not easy. Winning souls is not easy. Counseling people, solving their problems. Then as you are doing that, people are showing you ingratitude. They are rebelling against you. They are insulting you. They are treating you as their equals. Huh? All this makes... That is why Jethro told Moses that, no, no, this is too bad. It's too bad so for you. Chapter 6, take up the spiritual burden. Seven, poiment. Poiment. The word translated shepherd, the Greek is the word poiment, which means a shepherd or a pastor. Chapter 8, different levels of the anointing. Then you teach them about the anointing, the need for them to have God's power for the work. Because you cannot do the work of ministry by using brute force or coercion. Physical means you need the power of God. So you teach them. 15 essential features of potential shepherds. The ministry, work or rest. Now when you teach them this, they realize that ministry is work. It's work. Hmm? Seven ministries of appointment. What are the different dimensions of a shepherd's work? One of it is teaching or feeding the flock. Feeding the flock. Then you teach them how to feed, how to teach. In this book, the bishop gives at about 39 
or 40 something steps to good preaching. To good preaching. How you can improve your preaching. Because some of us, our preaching is not good. No, that's the truth. The preaching is not good. Yeah. The only thing is that it's not even respect, but they, they are afraid of you. Because any little this now, you are very, you know, agitated. But they are not blessed at all. Ah. When you are preaching, they're preaching. So, you see, as a Christian, as a Christian, it's very important for you to pay your tithe. Yeah. A tithe. Look. Even the other time. You see, when you see tight, when you see tight, you yourself, you wonder. That, and uh, I remember my experience in Tamale. Oh, I tell you, it was great. So tight, dear. I mean, that's why the Bible, see, when the Bible looks at tight and tighten and the tighter, you wonder even which one is. The more important one. So, so, so if you are here and tithing is something that and okay, even if you take for example, so, so what are you saying? What are you saying? So, one of the things that you learn is that to improve preaching, you must listen to good preaching and watch good preaching. Yeah. You teach them that when you are preaching and teaching, you need to vary your tone. You don't just go, and I'm sorry, I am Hey, look, are you fighting a hot? Very true. It is important for a Christian to love souls. This is why Jesus came. Thousands are dying. Thousands are dying. Every day, millions are going to hell. As you and I sit in our halls watching television, thousands are dying. And that is why Jesus sent us. It is time for us to go. We must go. We must go. We must go. When you are preaching, make eye contact. Jesus said, Feed my sheep, not my giraffes. Make eye contact. Congregational interaction. Involved in congregation. 
You can't be preaching and I tell you. It's very important to preach. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's for the word of God. So, look. Congregation church. You go to somebody and say, listen. What do you think? What I'm saying? Do you think it makes sense? Do you think it makes sense? You see, I called the pastor and said, please stand up. Are you a pastor or a prime minister? That is congregational interaction. You learn all this year. Title taking ministry. Way making ministry. Correcting ministry. Correcting people. How to be a good shepherd. How to become a full-time shepherd. So this, I'm talking about methods. And I'm saying you can teach from a book. And I really want to recommend these three books. The next one is Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. That divides the work of a shepherd or a pastor very beautifully into four areas. Prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. The beautiful job. And then in the mega church, you learn about how to start a church. Okay? So you can use it to teach your people to start a church. The same principles, you can use it to teach them how to start cells or satellite churches. The same principle. You can use it to teach um, how to follow up the converts. The different ways of following them up. And why follow up is important. Amen? Amen. Very powerful. So I want to recommend these three books. Pastors, get copies of them and use them for your shepherd's training school. Now, you can also, another method is uh, for them to watch videos. So, certain messages that, you know, you want them to listen to. And, and the video dimension helps. Because when you are listening, sometimes you can't see the actions that go on. Do you understand it? Through the video dimension, you learn about how the pastor, you know, um, composes himself when he's preaching, how he w- walks, how he holds the mic. Do you understand it? Because if you don't teach them before you read, somebody's praying, sometimes preaching powerfully, the mic is like, huh? I tell you, I tell you. The mic is not here. The mic is not here. The mic is on. Sometimes you can't hear the preaching because the mic is too far. Sometimes it's too loud because it's too close. So a balance. A balance. You see how the pastor walks around? Do you understand it? Interacts. You see how he lays hands. 
That's how I, I learned how to lay hands. I used to sit here. And when the bishop was laying hands here, I'll be watching him. Yeah. If you don't learn it, before you realize, you are slapping people. Eh? You are pushing people. All kinds of gimmicks. Hallelujah. So the video dimension. Then, another very important aspect of the video dimension is that sometimes a message that you don't have the strength to preach it. You see, you are not confident that you yourself you have the strength to preach this message. Maybe your people, for example, if you are preaching about your people, your, your people appreciating you, honoring you, and all that. They have not been used to it. They may think that you want to take advantage of them or whatever. So you find an appropriate video. Then you sit down yourself. This one is not you who is talking. Somebody that we all can look up to is teaching all of us. So you'll be sitting down there, you'll be receiving, they'll be receiving. It makes life easier for you. Another teaching method. Camp meetings. Camp meetings. That is why I've been encouraging you to get the Makane original and the Makane extra. Do you understand it? Yeah. Take your people somewhere for three days and take a topic. I'm going to teach you about the anointing. Systematically. Systematically. Look, when we are having camps in Lighthouse, we try to send as many people as possible. Because we have realized that by the time they come, they are totally changed. Totally changed. I remember in 2009, I went to have a camp at Bunsu. And there were some guys, about 30 of them, who were new converts. I think the previous week, as we were preparing, they became, you know, we added all of them. Today, several of them are church planters. Camp meetings. Amen? It's another way. Then retreats. A day's retreat. You know, half a day. And all that. Hallelujah. And very quickly, what to train them about? What to train them about? I'm just going to summarize it. Take this book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. The work of a pastor, the work of the shepherd, is divided into four areas. Number one, prayer. So teach them on prayer. Teach them the importance of prayer. Teach them to pray for themselves. Teach them to pray for the sheep. A shepherd must pray at least one hour every day. Jesus said, could you not watch with me for one hour? In Acts 3, the Bible speaks about Peter and John going into the temple at the hour of prayer. Amen. The ministry is not a secular exercise. It's spiritual. We need power. Prayer 
Prayer releases the power of God upon us. Prayer makes us men of authority. Prayer makes us men of faith. Prayer makes us men of anointing. Prayer destroys the wicked plans of Satan uh, against the work that we are doing. Prayer brings growth. Prayer helps us to hear the voice of God and receive direction and instruction from God as we pray. Number two, visitation. Visitation. Visitation is powerful. Pastors, listen to me. Those of you who have never tried it, try this. Try this. Anybody in your church who you visit, even once, is likely to be in that church for a long time. Yeah. Visitation has the power of making people establish. It's like, wow. Now look at us here. More than 2,000 years, the church of Jesus Christ is here. Strong, growing, blessed. How did it happen? When God decided to visit us. He decided to visit us. And since that time, we have been changed. Amen? Amen. Number three, counseling, advice. Which comes through the teaching of the word of God. You train your people. And number four, interaction. Mingling with the sheep. Teach them about, when you're teaching them about interaction, teach them about Deep sea fishing. Deep sea fishing. What is deep sea fishing? On Sunday, there are a lot of people in the church. But there are visitors there. There are people who have been in the church for a couple of weeks, months, that you don't know. Do you understand it? So, Sunday after the service, you move, you and your shepherds, you move into the crowd and then look out for such unfamiliar faces, unknown people. Eh? It is called, that's another church goal uh, key, it is called the, the, the principle of the person X oriented church. The new people, the new converts. You move, you move into the sea of people and fish them out. That's why it's called deep sea fishing. So these are the things that you should train your shepherds about. Prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. And then, one more thing, the doctrine of loyalty. Crown your training with loyalty. Look, you can train the people as much as you can. If they are not loyal, you lose them. And for example, if it comes to a subject like loyalty, you may not be very strong. Do you understand it? Because you yourself, maybe you don't really understand it properly. So that is where, do you remember I spoke about the video? Eh? You just take Bishop Dark's videos. 
videos that Bishop Adi has been preaching here? Eh? Is that not so? What was that? The loyalty collection, yes. It's here. All this. And let them watch. But I tell you, there can be no church expansion, no church growth without loyal people. It doesn't happen. People keep breaking. Even when you ask them to do cells, they'll turn the cell into their own church. So, brothers and sisters, lay people are there to help us to build a mega church. What we have to do is to understand that this is very important and pay the price in terms of energy, time, patience to select, equip, and prepare God's people so that they will stand with us. Amen. And it's such a blessing. May the Lord give you lay people, lay workers, volunteers who help you, who stand by you in Jesus' name. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service time. English services early rain service 6.30am to 8.30am His presence service 8.30am to 10.30am and love and faith service 10.30am to 12.30pm Other languages L'Eglise Glorious French 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gan, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 278 888-884 or 543 The numbers again 0278-888-884 or 543 God bless you.